Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekday Chat. We like to meet with you at this time every Wednesday to talk about where we have been and where we're going. My name is Luke, I'm one of the ministers here at PCC, and we're going to be doing something uh, a little bit different today. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. My name is Steve White, and we are glad you're here. And uh, I do want to comment that your message Sunday was such an encouragement to the rest of us. Uh, so hope-filled, and we need that, especially right now with the virus and then this uh, this terrible thing happening in our country right now, the uprising. And we thought we'd spend some time talking about that today, this this problem of, of racism. It's in our minds. Every time we turn on the news, that's the headlines. It's right before us. And, uh, you know, we want to be godly people. And what, how, what's our response to this? How should we be as a result? And what do we do about it? So we're going to take a few minutes and talk about that today. Sorry, we don't get to talk about your sermon. That's all right. But you hash away at home all you want <laughs> and tear it apart. You know? Please do. Please no, go ahead. We are greatly encouraged. So let's do well, that. Well, Steve, let's just start at a real basic level then. Why is racism a sin? Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons why we could what we could go into. The, the primary one for me that stands out is it absolutely violates the whole movement of Scripture from beginning to end. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning, we are creating God's image. Every person is an image bearer of God. And, and to somehow be condescending towards somebody else or look view them differently uh, or less than valuable and important violates creation principle. Mm-hmm. And at the end of time, we have every language, tribe, people in tongue around the throne of God and worship. That's what God's vision for heaven is, that mm-hmm. we're all there. So, therefore, anything that breaks that down between creation mm-hmm. or our birth and then being around the throne of God, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. And, and basically, it just violates the whole, the whole ministry, the whole gospel message, because Absolutely. Jesus was such a bridge builder. He was always breaking down barriers yeah. to, to build bridges with people. Absolutely. You added that, right. No, I, not much to add, but that just what you said there is the reason why our Great Commission includes explicitly that we are to make disciples of all, all nations. nations. Right. And not just the nations, but James chapter 2 makes it really clear we're not supposed to discriminate towards any people group. We're supposed to be, be radically, <laughs> radically inclusive. And there is certainly... Yeah. Uh, judgment of sin and those kinds of things, yes. but but as far as considering one a class of person, whether racial or gender or anything like that, better than another is just absolutely out of place. And to be quite frank, like you said, I mean, if you don't like hanging out with another race here on earth, then you're probably not going to enjoy heaven very much. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> so. you know, even even historically, when we've done mission work in generations past, we've gone in to make them like us, Yes, you know, yes. and American missionaries were guilty of that. And mm-hmm. I think we've learned through the years that we value that culture. Mm-hmm. We work within the context of that culture Absolutely. and help them operate and what, what, how the gospel communicates best in their, in their culture. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a positive move we've had. Absolutely. So um, there are those people that would suggest that doesn't the Bible defend Racism. I mean, they 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 would suggest with, that God Himself is a racist, and that because Christians have acted that way, and they have used the Bible 
for their argument. What, what do you say about that? Yeah, well, the first thing I'd encourage any of you to do is if you haven't yet, please go sign up for Equip You because uh, we're, we're <laughs> yes. getting ready to start on track two and we're tackling these exact questions of, of that's the one I'm getting ready to work on right now is what is what doesn't the Bible condone slavery, you know, and so we need to address this head on. And and right. if somebody came up to me who is a non-believer and asked that question, I'd first just by start acknowledging, uh, yes, that people have used the Bible yes. to condone racism and slavery, uh, just like they've used it to condone uh, sexism and nationalism and greed and abuse and sexual indiscretion and all kinds of other terrible things. Yes. Now, let's make really clear, that's because we are wrong, not because right. the Bible is wrong. Right. Um, and that scripture, rightly interpreted, always leads to love and freedom. Always. Exactly. Every exactly. single time. And if you actually think about it, like you said, if you zoom out, the Bible and the movement of God is the most radically inclusive and diverse thing in history. Think about it. The Bible is the story of Middle Eastern people groups waiting for a Jewish Messiah. This scripture that we have was written by Jewish peasants, an Egyptian noble, a Greek slave, a Roman citizen. The people who founded the church were men and women, slave and free, upper class, lower class. To this day, the oldest Christian continuous communities in the world are in in Iraq. One of the 12 apostles was a missionary to India. Within a decade of today, there will be more Christians in China than there are in America. And, and, and all across the world, throughout all of history, the movements for racial equality and, and human dignity have always been kickstarted by the followers Amen. of Jesus. So right. And if you, if you read the bi- biographies of these great people from John Newton, who was an ex-slave trader who wrote the amazing hymn, Amazing Grace, and William Wilberforce, who abolished the slave trade in Britain and led to, uh, inspired many to do it all around the world, and people like Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln himself and Martin Luther King, um, all, all of these people were followers of Jesus, and that it was their understanding of him and of Scripture that led them to work for equality. So Scripture, rightly handled and interpreted, will always lead to freedom. So... Now, do you think I can add to that? There's no way I can add to that. I mean, preach it. I mean, it's exactly right. It's about freedom in Christ, mm-hmm. freedom to become who we were created to be. Mm-hmm. Anything that interrupts that is against the will of God. Absolutely. And sometimes people will take the, the New Testament idea of slavery and misunderstand it as yes. well, yes. right? Yes, yes, because, because Paul did say, don't do that, mm-hmm. therefore he was a proponent of it. Well, you know, it, it, it was a whole different life then. Yes. Um, and, but Paul did say, if you're a master— and a Christian, you should treat your slaves differently mm-hmm. and better. If you're a slave, then do the best you can. Honor your, honor your master. And those, those slaves that were treated well, they chose to stay with their masters because life was so good. Mm-hmm. But it was, a different, it was a, a different system of slavery. Yeah, slavery wasn't racially based then. It, most no. people, it didn't last no. a lifetime. And Paul made it very clear. Like you said, you guys right. have one master. You're on an equal playing field here. Exactly. Yeah. But, the, you know, there were warnings. Uh, mm-hmm. First Timothy 1, uh, Paul mentions the goodness of the law, that the law is good. And mentions all those who need the law because they're lawbreakers, and slave traders are mentioned there Absolutely. as as part that, that are lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. And Revelation 18 mentions all the, the condemnation against Babylon and all the merchants that are going to go down because of their dishonesty. And, and human slave trading is there too. Absolutely. So God does speak against uh, selling of, of people. Yeah, for absolutely. The right? Yeah. So, so for us followers of Jesus, it should be fairly easy for mm-hmm. us to look at, at blatant racism as we see it externally and condemn yes, it. Yes. And yet the hard thing is looking inward at our own hearts. So, yeah. so Steve, how, how do we detect what prejudice or racial discrimination may still be lingering in our own lives? Well, the first thing is you... you, you I think you have to check your humor. Mm-hmm. What do, what humor do you enjoy? Yeah, and what do you say? Yeah. Uh, how 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 do you 
yeah, what to you is funny. And it's never funny to express humor when it's at somebody else's expense. And is there anybody not guilty of that? I mean, I have certainly have been guilty of that, and I think most mm-hmm. of us have been guilty of that. Also, uh, check yourself just in a public place. You know, who are you mo- most prone to greet? Are you most prone to greet people like you? Mm-hmm. Or do you look for opportunities to greet people who may feel less than, mm-hmm. like the person who has the dirty child or the person who isn't dressed very well or the person of a different race? I think we have to, uh, t- to work at building bridges with people mm-hmm. when we're out and about. I, th- I think that we, ha- we also have to, have to ha- be careful of immediate judgments we make when we hear a news report. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to be a news reporter and not have bias with that. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful that we don't copy that bias, but, but stay objective. It, it, it's a difficult thing. But I, I think, you know, the, at the very, the very outset, we have to admit that that tendency toward us exists. And uh, of, of racial spirit, not just in race, but in, in gender and in yeah. class and in socioeconomic levels and education, all those kinds of certainly, things. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, yeah the, only, the only other thing, two things I guess I would add is, number one, just pray and ask God to convict you. Yeah. Um, you know, Psalm, Psalm 19, the psalmist asks him, Lord, uh, I don't even remember how he phrases it, but he says, keep, keep me from willful sins, but convict me of the sins that I don't see, too. And, and I think that is clear because we, we all have blind spots. So I'd just say quite simply, spend some time in prayer and mm-hmm. ask the Lord to convict you and show you those things. But also, this is why it's so important that we live in community, because I have blind spots, and I need uh, people like you and people like my wife to call me out on the things about myself that I don't see. So ask people who know you, too, and and I think they should be able to Mm. hopefully help you in that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's difficult to do, isn't it? It is. It's humbling. We don't. We want to know ourselves. We don't like what we what we find out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. So here we are right now, and this national crisis going. The, the riots are still going on, not as dramatic as they were, mm-hmm. but there's still this fear that there's going to be some uprisings. I noticed last night Walmart was still closed early, mm-hmm. uh, just in case. Um, so what's our role now? What do we do as a result of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly pray. Um, certainly mm-hmm. right. pray for justice, pray for mercy, pray for right. binding up of broken hearts, right. you know, all, all of those things, a- ask the Lord. Um, and, but, but also, uh, basically, uh, to, to quote Michael Jackson, uh, you know, you got to start with the man in the mirror, <laughs> um, and, right. and, and be the change you want to see. Right. And I know that's cliche, but it really is true. So get to know people who are different than you. If you haven't met your neighbors, uh, meet them. If you sense a lingering prejudice in your heart, uh, go build a bridge with somebody that you may have not built a bridge with previously. So it, it all starts personally before anything can happen nationally. So what would you say? Yeah. Um, this probably goes back to the previous question a little bit. Begin, begin by, by if, if you start by saying, I'm not a racist, that's probably the first indication that you are, hmm. you know, because everybody has it in it. We have to admit that, that we do have a problem. And in prayer, not only ask God, but also confess to God the, the things about us that are still there. I think, uh, yeah, talk to somebody, a person of color. And just ask them to tell stories about what they've experienced mm-hmm. and, and that you want to understand more about being a victim of, of, of racial attitudes. What's it like for them? And pray with them about that, you know, so unity can happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 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 I thought the same thing you did. The person closest to you or your closest friend or your mate, ask them to point it out. When there's anything that comes out, you know, it was interesting. And uh, we were with one of our grandkids or a few of our grandkids last week. And one of our granddaughter has a, uh, 
uh, a, a new cousin that is African-American. And so we said, what does she look like now? And she mentioned her eye color. She mentioned her hair color. She mentioned her smile. She never mentioned her skin color. It's beautiful. And we thought, man, if I could only be like that. It really humbled my heart and, uh, and changed my thinking I- immediately, you know. That's, that's who we want to be. So, uh, so th- thank you for hearing us on these things today. And we're, we're, not, we're, we're not here as people who have it all together. Certainly. Uh, we've talked about it together, and, and we, we want to see even a congregation here. And our dream is to see a congregation more mixed yeah. of different cultures. It's hard because our particular area doesn't have as many uh, different races, but we do have them. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that all are welcome here yeah. and uh, that, that no one senses that division uh, when people come in here. You're preaching Sunday. Looking forward to that again. Tell yeah. us a little bit about it. Uh, kicking off a brand new series in Colossians chapter 3 all month. We're going to be talking about a clear vision of transformation, yeah. how to become the people God's calling us to be. And I think it's timely that we're getting ready to go into Colossians 3 because it uh, hits a lot of these issues head on. So we hope that you'll join us back on Sunday and again tomorrow here on Facebook Live uh, for our Thursday prayer time at 2 o'clock. We hope to see you then. Until then, have a great week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.